Hey guys, welcome back to the Scott's Morning Show. Today is Thursday, November 8th, 2018, and it is World Urbanism Day today, so get out there and celebrate. Let's jump into some birthdays. First up, we've got Alfre Woodard. She's turning 66 today. Uh, she was in Bill Murray's Scrooged. Well, not Bill Murray's, just the one he starred in, but you gotta watch that soon. Christmas is right around the corner. She was also in Star Trek First Contact, Annabelle, that's a newer one, Frasier, Grey's Anatomy, <clears throat> and a bunch more. And I'm pretty sure she had a, a significant part in Grey's Anatomy. Um, next up, we got John Musker. He's an accomplished animator and animation director. He's turning 65 today. He directed The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, The Princess and the Frog, that was a pretty good movie. I liked The Princess and the Frog. And Moana. Moana was pretty good, too. <clears throat> um, yeah, my son really liked that Moana for quite a while. Next up, we've got Parker Posey. Turning 50 today. She played Stephanie in The Coneheads, Darla in Dazed and Confused, and Jennifer in Scream 3. And, you know, just a bunch more shit, but man... Turning 50 today, those movies, you know, she was depicted as a teenager. <laughs> now we're all old. <clears throat> Let's jump into some history here. Up first, we got 1889, Mata Ma Montana, not Madonna, Montana becomes the 41st state. In 1966, Lyndon Johnson signed into law the anti-trust exemption allowing the NFL and the AFL to merge together, so that's pretty crazy that uh, the President of the United States <gasps> signed some fucking treaty thing, some law, so the National Football League and the American Football League could merge together, I thought that shit was all private, I mean, what the fuck, dude, 1972 HBO goes on air for the first time. Uh, the first thing they ever played was the 1971 movie, Sometimes a Great Notion. I've never even heard of this movie, but... <sighs> you know my problem with HBO? It's like, we got that on Hulu, the option to buy uh, HBO or add it to the package. <sighs> I don't know how they're still in business. I mean, they got their original series, but... <sighs> Realistically, you could just buy whatever series you wanted to watch. But other than that, they play the same fucking movie for three months straight. It's like, you know, it looks good when you first get HBO. You're like, oh man, look, there's like four new movies I get to watch. But then they don't upload anything for fucking three more months. So, <sighs> I don't know. I think they're gonna, you know, I think they're gonna go out. Of, I think, I think television channels like broadcasts are changing too just like movie rentals and the way we watch tv with streaming like cable companies i think netflix and hulu and amazon i mean these places all have their own tv shows and like how is hbo going to compete with that i mean netflix hulu and amazon not only do they have their own tv shows but they rent other people's TV shows at a way higher amount than HBO ever could. Like, I think, <gasps> I think this shit's 100% changing, man. It's like news. 
you know, I mean, you got CNN and MSNBC and BBC, but now you have all these people like me, I mean, people doing a way better job, put a lot more money into it, but just a bunch of people bringing you more specialized news. It's just, I think that whole industry is, uh, is definitely going to be totally different here in another 10 years, see where it goes, but yeah, they need to start making some better movies, because that's the one, one problem I have with the way it's going now, is they create all this, like, bullshit, dude, just to fill shit, to offer more, it's like, we got more shit, more shit, more shit, (gasps) and, uh, you know, I mean, there's something for everyone now, but, man, do they pump out a ton of shit, Okay, where were we? We uh, did HBO premiering. <clears throat> I want to see when HBO cancels next. But uh, 2011, the asteroid 2005YU55 or SS, I can't read my writing, passed by us. Uh, it was seen as a potential threat, so they thought it might have hit us. But uh, realistically, it was still 200. 201,700 miles away. So I guess that's close in the scheme of things, but... I don't know. I don't know. I guess there's probably, you know, a certain... Once they get to be a certain closeness to us, then our gravitational pull probably... So I don't know what that is. Like 100,000 miles to... You know, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but they thought it was going to hit us. Okay, now we got 2013. Typhoon. I'm going to fuck this up. I think it's Typhoon Hyena, but uh, I don't know. It struck the island in the Philippines, and it left 6,340 people dead, and 1,000 people are still missing to this day. It did $2.86 billion in damage. I mean, that's like, that was a huge fucking storm, dude, I'm surprised, like, we always hear about Sandy and, you know, shit like that, but man, that's 6,000 people? I don't think I've done an episode on a natural disaster that did that many people, so that was a big one, I wish I could pronounce the name right. turning away when I clear my throat here, but you guys are probably still hearing it. Okay, let's jump into some news. I got something else to talk about today. We're not going to dive into the news too much. First up, uh, Girl Scouts is suing Boy Scouts. I'm going to give you the basic rundown of this. Boy Scouts started accepting women, so they changed their name to just like Scouts and shit like that, and then Girl Scouts is suing them. Because now that they're named Scouts, people think that uh, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts merge together. So in the you know grand scheme of it all, Girl Scouts is losing out on business or media publicity um, because Boy Scouts and you know just took the name Scouts. So obviously you assume that now they're mixed together. My problem with that is. Is Boy Scouts did a certain... I mean, I you know, I don't give a shit if girls join Boy Scouts. Uh, you can change the name to, like, Outdoor Scouts, and then Girl Scouts can be Indoor Scouts, or, you know, those are just 
quick examples, but they do, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts do totally different things. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we're going to end up merging this shit together, and it's going to be like <clears throat> nothing of what it originally was. I, I don't know. I, it's just a lot of problems with that shit. Uh, next up, we had a shooter in Southern California. So Thousand Oaks, the really rich part of L.A. County. Uh, some dude, white dude, they were very clear to point that out. Some white dude went in there and killed 12 people or killed 11 and himself, and they're considering that as 12, but, <coughs> yeah, he just walked into a nightclub or a bar and started, uh, shot the security guards and then started unloading on people, and then, uh, oh, huge news here, and this will segue into what I'm talking about today, now, I've told everybody that I'm moving to Texas here in exactly three weeks from today. And I've been in Utah for four years. When I first got to Utah, they were trying to pass medical marijuana. And it failed. And, uh, you know, I always assume... When, when I first got here, their deal was, was you actually had to have, like, cancer or some crazy, you know, illness. And they were going to give it to you in an inhaler form or a pill. That's what the, I mean, it was actual medical marijuana, like you'd go to a doctor, pharmaceutical bullshit. They just passed medical marijuana three weeks before I'm leaving. <laughs> so <sighs> It's crazy because, you know, when I was in California, I finally got my license for medical marijuana <clears throat> six months before we moved. Then we moved here for four years where it was illegal. And now it's medical marijuana here. And then uh, now we're going to Texas. And Texas is surrounded by American countries that have medical marijuana. Even Oklahoma, dude. Oklahoma has got to be the worst shithole in this entire country. They, they would put drug offenders, first-time drug offenders, into these programs where they would have to go work on a chicken farm. For, for drug-related charges, like, I'm, no joke, I listened to a whole NPR story on that, I mean, it's probably dramatized a little bit, but for marijuana charges, you could land yourself <clears throat> on a chicken farm for six months, and they have medical marijuana, and Texas does not. Uh, Mexico has pretty much anything you want, and... <laughs> And then you got Texas just surrounded by medical marijuana and drugs on the other side. And they're just not ahead with the times. So <clears throat> there you go. I think in uh, four more years, three more years, normally it's three years. And then we're, uh, you know, our whole life has to change. That's happened since we were teenagers. But uh, yeah. Probably in another three years, we'll end up leaving Texas. Texas will have medical marijuana, recreational marijuana, and we will move to the one of the few states left that does not have medical marijuana. So, <clears throat> But yeah, let's jump into it here. This is segueing into a talk I want to do about the drug wars. So, let me get ready here. Um... My main thing with the drug wars is legalization, right? So we got 
if I think if you, you legalize everything, not even everything, if you just stuck with like marijuana, the coca plant, opium, kratom, psilocybin, and mescaline. I mean, these are all <clears throat> drugs that are regulated. You can get kratom, you can get kava, but they are regulated. Some Oklahoma doesn't allow kratom. Or Kava, I don't remember which one it is. Alabama, I know, doesn't allow Kratom. And one of them doesn't allow Kava. And one of them doesn't allow either. <clears throat> but, yeah, these are all regulated in some, in some way. Now, I tried to pull some prison statistics out. And this, this is very crazy that we have millions of people locked up in this country and we don't have exact numbers like they're ruining people's families they're putting them in prisons where they're making money off of them and we don't have exact numbers so bear with me here i had to get different numbers from different dates but in 2013 <gasps> there were 2,220,000 people that were incarcerated in the u.s and an additional 4,751,000 people on parole, adults on parole or probation. You have, it's one out of every 37 adults will be in the legal system one way or another. <clears throat> so now we jump to 2018. In 2018,46.1% of all the people locked up are locked up for some drug-related charge, some drug offense. So if you take those numbers, which, I mean, this isn't in total accurate. It's probably way more than the number I'm about to give you. But if you uh, do the percentage of 46.1% of how many people were locked up in 2013, <clears throat> that's 1,023,000 people that are locked up for some sort of drug offense, right? Now, I'm not saying that smoking meth is bad. What I am saying is that, well, no, I'm saying that, you know, smoking meth, I'm not saying that everybody should be able to fucking snort bath salts and shoot meth and, you know, heroin and everything else, but people are going to do that either way. What I am saying is if we legalize this stuff, it will affect the whole situation in a positive way. So let's jump into this. Um, <clears throat> so like I said, if, if you got locked up for a drug offense, then you're taken away from some someone. Everybody has someone, you know, that there is depending on you. Whether it's your friend or your, your mom or your whole family with your kids and everything. You're locked up. You're not a productive member of society anymore. Um, let me read here. <clears throat> so, let's face facts. During the prohibition, people were coming home after work. They, okay, during prohibition, there wasn't beer, right? People, I mean, there was beer, but there wasn't beer like you can buy now. So you weren't coming home after work drinking a couple beers and going to bed, watching some TV, relaxing, whatever. Um, during Prohibition, you have to make 
potent alcohol. You have to make liquor because liquor is easier to conceal, easier to hide, easier to sell. It's more profitable. So instead of people coming home and drinking beer, you have people drinking liquor. Once people start to drink liquor, like myself, I can't touch liquor. If I drink a little bit of liquor, I will run off with that bottle, black out, and fucking I'm gone, dude. Like, And that's a lot of people. A lot of people can't drink liquor. They'll just get fucked up. They get drunk too quick, and they keep getting more drunk. <clears throat> um... So that was a result of prohibition. Instead of people coming home and relaxing and just taking it easy, drinking a couple beers, you have a whole bunch of people drinking liquor, and that leads to more problems. And then, you know, there, then there's the whole prison issue and everything else. But uh, why would you think drugs are any different? You know, in the 60s, with the drug, drug revolution and everything... In the 60s, they started breeding marijuana into strains that where they were getting rid of the CBD. And the CBD is the antipsychotic in the marijuana. So that, I mean, it's, it's a yin and a yang. You know what I'm saying? You have your THC, which is getting you high, and you have your antipsychotic, which is sort of evening you out. But to increase profits... They bred these plants to have higher THC levels and very low, next to nothing, CBD. So you have this super strong marijuana. Anybody who smoked weed from the 60s to now knows that the shit now, I mean, it's crazy. You got this one-hit quit shit. It's just like liquor versus beer. Not everybody wants to come home. And get fucking smoke some of this train wreck shit that's going to put you on your ass and fucking, you know, you're high for like five to six hours. You know, people want to come home, watch some TV, smoke some stress weed and just, you know, smoke all night long, nice and relaxing. And there's no problem. They're not out doing crazy shit. So we know that uh, drug prohibition has very similar effects that the alcohol prohibition did. We've talked about marijuana, coca, the coca plant. I mean, there's indigenous people around the world that drink the coca plant as a tea. It's, It's perfectly fine as a tea. It's a stimulant. People, you know, go to work all day. They're not strung out on crack, fucking stealing shit from people so they can, um you know, get their next fix. There's no coke party drug that ruins celebrities. It's just, it it can be a natural green tea that has antioxidant properties in it. And it's, it's fine. It's like coffee. It's better for you than energy drinks. I would guarantee that the coca plant, drinking the coca plant every day is better for you than energy drinks. Now they're both addictive, I mean, you drink five-hour energies every day for a month and tell me you're not addicted to that shit. You're going to be addicted. Everything's addictive. Is it going to get rid of crack? No. There are still going to be people selling crack, but we'll get into that later. Next up, opium. So how many pharmaceutical opioids do we have? Look at fentanyl. Look at how many people have died from fentanyl just recently. I mean, you had Prince... You had Tom Petty. There's tons of people. You have that whole prison that was 
all of the prisons in Pennsylvania were on lockdown because uh, inmates and the guards and staff were ODing from fentanyl. That's just a powder that would touch their skin and then they'd put it in their eye or something and they wouldn't even know and next thing you know, they're overdosing. Smoking opium is... It's very similar to marijuana. It's not... You can, you can smoke opium and live a productive life. You can come home after work, smoke opium. You can do it little bits during the day and relieve pain. I mean, it's not a horrible thing. It's a natural plant. Now, we'll get into this later. I know you're thinking like, oh, you're just a drug addict, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Okay, now we're getting into psilocybin. Um... Let's, let's look at what can be negative, negative because psilocybin's illegal. We can have bad LSD loaded with strychnine fucking people up. There's bath salts. There's all sorts of these different chemical hallucinogens that people are <clears throat> taking, and they have no medicinal purposes at all. I mean, psilocybin mushrooms have tons. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of medical research going on about it, I mean, relieving migraines, um, you know, coping with death, anti-anxiety, anti-depression, like, they have tons of medical purposes, so, it's, it's, we'll get into this, next up, we've got, like, mescaline, peyote, DMT, you know, you got your Sonoran toad venom, which isn't vegan, so we're not getting into that, but, I mean, what is, what is the opposite to that stuff? So you had this stuff that can be used for religious ceremonies or just to sort of get your head straight, find out, you know, what you're doing here on this earth. So if you don't have these things, what do people turn to? Scientology. Mormonism. <laughs> that one was more of a joke, but realistically, come on. Uh, we're all adults, dude. We're all adults. And you got people telling you what you can't do. And that's, I mean, that's what it all comes down to. But let's get into this. So I know making this stuff legal isn't going to get rid of the bad counterparts. That shit's always going to be there. But it's there right now. People are, you know, they're getting fucked up. It's like the opium epidemic. That got so bad because prescription pills were unregulated for so long. And then they started regulating the shit. So what did people turn to? They turned to heroin. And, um, you know, it's just... And then you t- go from heroin to fentanyl. Now, what's better? Shooting fentanyl or smoking opium? Um, but, yeah, I think if you legalized everything, you would decrease the amount of these extremely hard drugs being used... You would definitely decrease the amount of crime. People wouldn't be killing each other over the shit. But it's, I mean, if opium was legal and you were a heroin addict, you could go to the store and get opium, get well while you're coming down and live a productive life just using opium at night or, you know, little bits throughout the day. I mean, that's, that's, people did it for a very long time. Um... Not everybody uses these things to party. I mean, it's just like antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication um, or when they drink liquor all day. It's like people are doing this 
because everybody's brain's different. Everybody works differently. Every drug affects someone different. So antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, what does that do? It's, it's a psychoactive drug that gets you high. That's what it does. It gets you high. So it's all right for you to take these chemicals, but uh, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't just take a natural plant that can grow in your fucking front yard. I mean, realistically, think about this. Every one of those plants I talked about can just be grown in your front yard and you use it as is right there. All these chemicals we're ingesting, well, you have to, you want the certain component out of these plants or minerals or whatever, so you're going to use these harmful chemicals to separate them from the plant matter, and then you're going to mix this chemical that you're left with with a bunch of other chemicals, and you're going to swallow the shit. Like, does that sound good? That does not sound good to me. You got fucking carcinogens, shit that's eaten away at your liver. It's just, it's horrible. Now let's jump back into it. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the, the jobs all of these jugs or drugs will bring. Just like craft beers, every one of those drugs can be craft grown. I mean, it can be grown and sold, maybe not in a farmer's market, but maybe two specific dispensaries that would turn into drug stores. I mean, but they would all be craft grown. People would take pride in growing these things. So... Not only would you have the growing aspect, but you would have the harvesting aspect. You would have the plant's health, so you would need people to come in and check to make sure there's no parasites, there's no funguses. I mean, there's more jobs right there. Fertilization. Now we're getting into key fertilization. Those are businesses people can start. Mushrooms take way different fertilization than marijuana does or coca plants do. Everything's different, and you will have people getting into the industry of very specific fertilization. I mean, that's a that's a job right there. Um, and then and then you got to think about. I mean, then there's photographers that are taking pictures of it. There's people that are writing about it. The stores and dispensaries employ people. It's just, I mean, a ton of jobs. But not to mention about all the people that are not productive at all because they're incarcerated right now. So you have all of those people that are just, I mean, it's done. Now, I'm going to compare the drug war to Las Vegas, right? <clears throat> no, I mean, tons of people love Las Vegas. Tons of people hate Las Vegas. But the, the point of the matter is, is before Las Vegas was there, all that gambling and shit was ran by the mob. Sure, Vegas might be ran by the mob now, but it's done legally. It's a business. So, um, yeah, the casinos brought tons of jobs with just the gambling aspects alone. But then what happened? People that were gambling all day needed to eat. So that turned into food businesses. And then they decided they were going to stay there for the weekend, so they needed places to sleep. You got hotels for just this gambling. And then people, you know, they're staying for a weekend and they're bringing their kids. And then they got to figure, oh shit, we need something for the kids to do. Let's build some arcades, amusement parks. Let's get fucking magic shows and comedian shows. And I mean, all the shit that Vegas brings. I don't like Vegas personally, but... 
I mean, that's my decision. I don't have to go to Vegas, but the people who do, not everybody that goes to Vegas goes for gambling. You know, they're not ruining their life. They go to see, it's a big amusement park. You can bungee jump, ride roller coasters. You can see shows. There's huge amphitheaters. There's conventions. All of those are profitable endeavors. And I mean, it's just, it just helps the economy. Now, are there still uh, are there still bad things? Can people still go and you know lose their life savings and get hooked to methamphetamine and just gamble and fucking move to Vegas and become super shitty, fucked up people? Yeah, but that shit was still happening before Vegas was there. Before they made it into a legal business, the only difference is now. If you owe money or you lose everything, you're dealing with a bank. You're not dealing with a loan shark who's going to come and break your legs or kill you or hurt your family or any of that shit. I mean, you don't have people... I mean, I'm sure there is, you know, way up high in the business aspect of it. But for the most part, it's done a lot more legally. And people are going to gamble either way. You're not getting rid of the fucking gambling. Um, just like people are going to shoot dope. Some people are going to shoot dope, but I think the majority of people don't want to get fucked up all day long and live like a junkie. Some people are just going to do that, but they're going to do it either way. Um, so it's like, what's, what is inherently more evil? I don't, I don't know. Now see the difference is people can profit from it when it gets legal. You get clean, safe drugs. Families aren't being torn apart and thrown into prisons and getting on the welfare system and Section 8 housing. And, you know, it's just, it's, there's a lot of shit when you talk about incarceration. Everything I mentioned earlier is a natural plant. You don't need to have, um... You don't need to have the harmful chemicals. Let me get back into this. And then not to mention you have all the all these drug dealers like I talked about earlier that could start instead of having this illegal business where we're hurting people and we're making transactions and it's a very violent industry, you have a whole bunch of people that move into this gardening aspect. There's still going to be people that sell it. Yeah. They're going to start the actual businesses, the dispensaries, the liquor, drug stores, whatever. I mean, those people, that's where they gravitate. But you will have a whole bunch of people that get into gardening. You'll have a whole bunch of people that grow this shit for themselves. And that in itself is a meditative practice. I mean, that's something somebody can be proud of. That's something that somebody can do and it doesn't hurt anyone. Uh, let me read into this. Yeah, which means dangerous drugs. And so now that we have everything legal, people are still going to be doing, you know, the harder synthesized drug versions of this shit. But that shit's going to be harder to get because there are going to be less people that are doing it because a lot of people are going to move into the legitimate business. So it's going to be harder to get. There's not going to be as many people selling heroin 
if you can just go and grow your own opium or buy opium at a store. There's not, I mean, that is fact. There's not going to be as many people selling heroin on the streets. Um, do, 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 do. So, yeah, I mean, and for the, the danger aspect of these drugs, you can die from drinking too much water. People get addicted to everything. I mean, people get OCDs about all sorts of shit. They got to wash their hands constantly, you know, it's, it's like five hour energies and monster energy drinks. That shit's addictive. Drinking your coffee in the morning, cigarettes. I mean, cigarettes are another one. It's like, if we could just get into this more natural state of doing things and people were growing their opium, I think a lot more people would get into it and start growing their own tobacco. And then we have less chemicals in that. It's, it's just so much better if people are growing their own shit, and there's more, there's more, people are into it more, you know what I'm saying, like, people are using it as a hobby, it turns into their life, it turns into their passion, and that passes down to the people who are consuming it, it's just, it's better in every way, so, yeah, I mean, that pretty much does it on, um, that pretty much does it on my talk about that. It's, like I said, we have prescription drugs, we have liquor. Alcohol is one of the worst things you can give to people. I mean, how many domestic violence and, you know, drunk driving accidents and everything else are due to alcohol? Yeah, there are still people that get belligerent on marijuana or um, opium or whatever, but not as much as alcohol, that's just the way the drug works, alcohol makes people belligerent, you know what I'm saying, like, alcohol is not a good drug, and it's totally legal, I don't, I don't understand that, I'm not saying legalize alcohol, I'm saying make everything legal, and there will be jobs, there are not going to be as many prison guard jobs, but maybe there will, maybe when we're not dedicating so much time to fucking worrying about people with drug charges, we can go after pedophiles and human traffickers and, you know, every other crime, theft. So the government still gets in on their action. Um, man, I dragged this out for a long time. So I'm going to be talking... I'm going to do a speech or whatever the fuck you want to call it about that for a couple days now. I, I want to jump into the fact, I don't know if any of you have seen the movie Garbage Warrior or looked into any of these eco-friendly housing solutions that are illegal in America. You can't build it, but, uh, you know, we got aquaponics and all this shit that can, people can still live very comfortable lives people can still, you know, there's still builders making a lot of money, but it's better for the environment, it's better for humanity, we're not wasting through as many res uh, resources, and then I, I got a whole bunch of other shit I want to get into, but I think that's what we're going to do, we might take a break here or there to get into some news when the news actually picks up, but, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, and then we'll get into human rights a little bit. We're going to talk about that and how, 
you know, we've got uh, transgender communities is like the highlight of the news right now. And I have no problem with transgender people going to the bathroom in whatever bathroom they want to go into. If you're a man that thinks you're a woman, I mean, if you took the time and dressed up as a woman to go into the woman's bathroom and you want to live your life like that, that's fine. We're not... But the way they're going now is just crazy. And the fact that there is so much slave labor throughout the world and they kill animals, it just, I mean, there are pro- animals are a fucking product for consumption. And we have all these huge problems, but yet we're going after something that affects less than 1% of the fucking planet. We got a neighboring country who are leaving in droves to get to our country because it's so bad over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've got bigger problems to worry about. I'm not going to get too much into that today. That'll be for a later date. But, uh, yeah, thank, if you listened this long, man, thanks for listening. I'll be back to you tomorrow. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottHay86 or Instagram at ScottHay86. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.